Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 23rd of December 2012, entitled The Coming of Christ, and the Bible reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. I'd like to read a passage of uh, scripture this evening if I could. From the Old Testament book of Isaiah chapter 7 and uh, in verse 14, the Word of God says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Father, we thank you again this evening. Lord, with such grateful hearts for all your blessings. But Father, we come especially at this time thanking you for your word that you've left with us, for your spirit that lives within us. We pray now, Lord, that you would take and, Lord, speak to hearts this evening as only you can. Father, you know the needs of anyone that might be here. You know exactly what needs to be spoken, and we leave that to you. For it's in Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. It's interesting as we think about the birth of a child in, I guess, relation to everything that's going on in the world. And, of course, sometimes... A child being born can be pretty exciting to those people that are involved. But to the rest of the world, most of them really don't even stop and consider it. I'd like to give you an illustration, an example. If we go back to the year 1809, now that was a little while ago, but in 1809, the world was in a pretty tumultuous situation at the time. There was this guy called Napoleon, and he was sweeping right down through Austria, and he was leaving a bloodbath in his way as he went. We find that in the light of that, probably babies being born most places would not have made very big news. We find that the world's focus would have been upon what was taking place there in Austria. But in that same year of 1809 that that was taking place, there was a man born here in this country by the name of William Gladstone. He was born that year. He was an infant in a cradle. And of course, he was destined to become one of England's finest and well-known statesmen in history. That same year, there was another infant that was born by the name of Alfred Tennyson. And that baby in that cradle that was born in 1809 uh, to just an unknown minister and his wife, of course, he would go on to have an impact upon the literary world that would last even to our day today. Across the seas in North America, there was another man by the name of Oliver Wendell Holmes that was born that year. We find that not too far away from him, someone else by the name of Edgar Allan Poe was born in that same year of 1809. And of course, these men, their impact upon the literary world is still with us to this day. Here, not too far from us where we are this evening, there was a physician whose last name was Darwin, and his wife and uh, he gave birth to a child by the name of Charles Robert Darwin. 
And of course, his influence, the impact of his life is still with us. And across North America, again, there was a baby born in a poor log cabin in the state of Kentucky. That baby's name happened to be Abraham Lincoln, who would change the course of North America's history forever. 1809. Of course, you know, the world would have been focused upon Austria. The world would have probably thought that what was taking place on an Austrian battlefield would be what would be shaping the world. But as we look back and we realize that it really wasn't the battle on the Austrian battlefield, but it was those infants that were being born in those cradles of our land that really would be the ones that would change. You know, when Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem that the children have been singing to us and we've been singing about and we just read of this great prophecy that Isaiah made over 700 years before his birth, we find that the news in that day in that little town of Bethlehem was not about this infant that was being born in a stable. In fact, the big news of the day was taxation. That's what they were there for. They were having to go to, to be part of this new census so that more taxes could be collected from them. Nobody recognized the biggest news of the day of that child that was being born. Most of us, when it comes to those infants being born into our lives, there's a couple of things that I would just remind you of this evening that you know, most of the time, it begins with an anticipation. You know, I, I, I realize that, you know, I have uh, anticipated, for example, for some time uh, of becoming a granddad. Uh, even though I kind of looked like a granddad, uh, I didn't have any actual grandchildren. And uh, God willing, come February, I'll be a granddad for the first time, and I'm really looking forward to that. But, you know, that was something that we've been anticipating for a long time, but it wasn't a reality yet. That many times happens when a man and a woman come together as husband and wife, and then they begin to talk about and think about those children that they want to have to be part of their family. There's an anticipation as they, as they think about what is going to be some point in the future. And of course, as we look here in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14, I remind you that as we look at this verse, that this was over 700 years before the Lord Jesus Christ would be born. And yet, this prophet was anticipating what was going to come. Therefore, the Lord himself, God himself, shall give you a sign. A virgin shall, be, shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Of course, as we go into the New Testament, we find that the Bible itself interprets Emmanuel meaning God with us. God's going to give you a sign. You see, this birth is going to be different. We're anticipating a birth like no other birth in all of the world. First of all, it's going to come by a virgin. We're going to, this baby's going to be born like no child that has ever been born before Second of all, we know that even as we look just a bit further into our Bibles, the prophet Micah also gives us a, a prophecy concerning this one called 
uh, called uh, Jesus, called Emmanuel, uh, God with us. And in Micah chapter 5 and in verse 2, the Word of God speaking of that little shepherd village where everybody was being gathered for taxation all those 700 years later. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. This anticipation, it was one of one that was going to come, that was going to come like no other child had ever been born. God was going to give a sign. This one was going to be conceived by God himself through the Holy Spirit. And he was going to be in this little town called Bethlehem. He was going to come forth from that. But this one that was coming forth from there was one that had been from everlasting, the Bible says, that it had been there. And of course, then prophet, the prophet Isaiah, also in Isaiah chapter 9, he gives us another word of prophecy in anticipation of this one that was to come. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We've talked about all those wonderful names. What I want you to recognize here is that in the Old Testament, there was an anticipation because God was going to do something. God was going to bring one into this earth like had never happened before, and it was going to literally be God with us. It was going to happen in this little shepherd village in Bethlehem. And of course, as he comes forth, we see that he was one that was going to be the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the anticipation of that one that was going to come. But, you know, there's something else. You know, it's amazing as we can look at the Old Testament, we can look at many things that was prophesied of this one that they were hoping for in the future. But then we find as we look into the new, because there comes a day when it moves on from anticipation and there comes an announcement. It becomes a reality. It becomes something that is no longer just something that we are anticipating and looking for in the future, but in, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, the Word of God says this, beginning in verse 26, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. 
And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto thee according to thy word. The angel departed from her. You see, Mary found favor with the God. God told her about what was going to happen, and in the end, it took a lot of faith from this one called Mary. I mean, this was something that was really completely unbelievable almost. She asked the Lord, Lord, you know, you're, you're telling me that I'm going to give birth to this one and the great things that he's going to do, but, Lord, I'm a virgin. I've never been with a man. How can that be? He says, because it is God, God the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Ghost that is going to come upon you. This child shall be the Son of God. So we find that for hundreds of years before this birth, there was an anticipation of this one that was going to come. And we find here the announcement. When Mary was told, Mary was told by the angel, Mary, you found favor with God. You're the one that God is going to bring this prophecy about through him. But then notice that as we look back into the gospel of Matthew chapter 1, we find something else about this birth. Matthew chapter 1. Notice what he says there beginning in verse 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, because being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, prophet Isaiah that we read earlier saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted God with us. Then Joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, took unto him his wife and knew her not, so she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. 
You see, there's that anticipation, that looking forward to what's going to be, and there finally comes that announcement of the reality that it's, it's real. This is, this, is, this is the time that it's going to happen right now. But, of course, we find here that the assurance of that requires, first of all, a conception. Mary was engaged to Joseph, but those of you that were here, we, we looked at some time back last year when the royal wedding was taking place. We looked at another royal wedding spiritually. And, of course, we looked at the customs of the day of what a marriage really meant. Engagement doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people today. As a matter of fact, we live in a day when marriage itself doesn't mean a lot to many people. But to be engaged in those days was a sure sign that was already what we would look at as being married, though they had not consummated that marriage yet. So what Joseph, when he, when he found out about this, I mean, we find that this conception had taken place, but Joseph, Joseph had not been with his engaged spouse-to-be. And so the Bible says he was confused. He couldn't figure out what was going on, but he was, a, he was an honorable man. He was a just man, and so he was going to just privately, what would amount to us as a divorce, to put Mary away. But he didn't want to publicly disgrace her or whatever. But we find that God came to Joseph. And we find that through this angel that he spoke to him in a dream and he assured him of what was taking place here was exactly what God had said that he would do as a sign that it was from him that this one would be born of a virgin. And so we find that Joseph had to make a commitment that day. His commitment to God in, in accepting by faith what God was saying to him, his commitment to Mary, and his commitment to this new son that was coming into the world, that he was going to be expected to be the earthly father of that child, though in fact... It was God in heaven that was the true father. So we find that that was quite an announcement that, that, that came, but it was a little different. Matter of fact, it was unlike any other birth that ever took place. And finally, we find that we could look in a number of places, but look at just a, a, a couple of verses right here in the gospel of Matthew chapter 2. Notice what it says beginning in verse 1, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. They said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And, of course, the account goes on there, but what I would like for you to, to recognize there is that there's something else about the birth of a child. You know, first of all, there's the anticipation. And then there's the announcement. 
And then there has to come that assurance, the reality of what is taking place. But then comes the arrival day. How can you ever explain that when it's one that is, that is so vital to you? I can certainly still remember the arrival date of every one of our six children when they came into this world. What a special moment. You know, it was something that had been anticipated and finally had been announced, and we were assured that this was something that was going to be. But then there he was. There she was. Those children that God had given us. We find that we can read in all of the Gospels, we can read about this arrival. We find that it took place exactly where God said it would take place. It took place in exactly the same way that it took place. You know, the Bible tells us we can read in all the different passages. There were many people that witnessed that birth. There were the shepherds that came because there were these shepherds abiding in their fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. But the angel appeared to them. They went to this town and they witnessed, they saw this child that had been born that was like no other. We can read on later in that same chapter in Luke about Simeon and Anna and these others. And then, of course, as we've just read here, these wise men from the east that came. You see, there's another announcement as well that I'd like to give you as we, as we come to a close this evening. Jesus Christ, when he came into this world and we, we celebrate it at this time that we call Christmas, we don't know. We don't know that it was the 25th of December. We don't know what date it was. Today we have birth certificates. We don't have to go too far back when many people didn't know their exact date of birth. But we find that it's not December the 25th that is important. What we're celebrating is an event when God himself brought forth that sign over 2,000 years ago, and he gave that sign through a virgin bringing his son. And of course, though the child was born, notice that it said a son is given. He was being born here in this earthly flesh as he took on flesh for you and I. But it was God that was giving his son for us. In Acts chapter 1, we find another announcement that is being made. We find that he says to us in Acts chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. You see, there's another announcement that's been made. As we celebrate during the Christmas season the first advent of our Lord into this world, may I say that we also look forward with anticipation to his second advent. That same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner. That same Jesus is coming back. See, we celebrating the Christ that came in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. 
But as we do so, we're also celebrating that same Jesus that was born in Bethlehem that is in heaven today is coming again to this earth. The first advent, there was that anticipation, the announcement, the assurance, the arrival, all those things that we experience during a birth. But just as surely for his second advent, for his second coming, there should be that same anticipation. You see, Isaiah the prophet and Micah the prophet, they did not know exactly when this birth was going to take place. They did not know when God was going to come to this earth in flesh. They didn't have a date on the calendar, but they were anticipating what was going to be. We find that a couple of you made light. I even had a couple of humorous emails because as the Mayan calendar came to an end this past week, there were many that thought that the end of this world would come and there would be no more. Well, we're still here. The truth is, there is an end that is coming one day, and God has given that to us. But what we want to recognize and realize is that, you know, we don't have to fear an apocalypse and what man can do while we look around us Man is pretty good at destroying just about anything if he's given a chance. But Jesus is coming again. He is coming. The same Jesus that we're celebrating his birth, he is returning again. Do we have assurance of that? Yes, because we have God's word for it. Jesus himself promised us when he went away. He said, let not your heart be troubled. <laughs> Ye believe in God, believe also in me. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am there, ye may be also. That's Jesus. We have his assurance. We have God's assurance that, yes, just as he prophesied that Christ was coming to this world the first time, he's prophesied that he's coming a second. He is coming again. We find that the greatest assurance that we have is that we have God's word on it. It was God that made the first promise, and it's God that makes the second. They couldn't give you the arrival date of Jesus the first time. I can't give you the arrival date the second time. But I know with certainty this same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner. I ask a simple question at the close of the service this morning oh, as we celebrate Christmas. I love Christmas. I love the many things about it. I love just to being able to focus upon God loving us so much that he was willing to come to this world in flesh. Why? As a Savior to save us from our sins. That's God's word. He came for that purpose. We find that... We said this morning, Christmas is all about family. It's about relationships. It's about our relationships with one another, but it's about our relationship with God himself. What is your relationship with Jesus like? There's no question that he loves you, but are you returning that love to him or are you rejecting his love? There's only two choices. When somebody loves you, you can either receive and accept that love or you can reject it. There's no other choice. Jesus came for you. 
that same Jesus, that same Jesus that they anticipated coming for so long, he came in Bethlehem. That same Jesus we're looking for again, he's coming. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. You know, that's not to make it hard. That's, that's to prove God's love. Simple truth is, is none of us, none of us could do it ourselves, so God did it for us. He actually asked us just to swallow our pride and to humble ourselves and to admit that we sin, we mess up. We all do along the way. But in Jesus Christ, we can have forgiveness, and that's the only place we can have it. Jesus came 2,000 years ago just as God promised, and just as God promised, Jesus is coming again. Are you ready for that second coming? Do you recognize that though that maybe in this world's eyes, they're not going to understand that. They're going to try to explain a lot of things away according to the Word of God that are going to happen. But folks, that'll be a tremendous event. It'll be an event like none other that this earth has ever experienced before. But that same Jesus, that same Jesus that came the first time so your sins could be forgiven, so that you could have life everlasting, that same Jesus is coming again, and he wants to take you with him when he goes back to heaven. Nobody else can make that choice for you. Nobody else can take care of your sin for you, but Jesus will this evening. He'll give you peace. He'll give you joy like none other. Father, we thank you this evening as we're reminded at Christmas, Lord, it's exciting to think of a birth. But it's more exciting to think of this birth than any other birth, Lord. We recognize as we looked in the beginning that, boy, just babies being born in a cradle. Lord, it's hard to comprehend sometimes just how much that little one, what kind of an effect that they might have on this world. But there's certainly never one been born that has had the effect that Jesus Christ had. Father, I pray this evening, I pray very, very simply that you would help us in all the tinsel and glitter and all the things of Christmas. Help us to remember this one that was born. Help us this, this one that was born as a sign because he was born like no other. But help us to remember what it, why he was born, what he came for, and what he offered us in coming. Help us to remember, help us to anticipate his coming again for us one day. When, Lord, the sin, the sickness, all the torment that goes with it will be put away. Help us to remember him, for surely Jesus is coming. In his name we pray, amen. Amen.